Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. If you listened to my teaser episode, you would have heard me quote Gallup research that says only 13% of people at work are engaged. This means 87% are not engaged. That's the right math, isn't it? (laughs) Imagine what this does to your performance, your productivity, and your profit. And think about how much opportunity is being missed. A 2016 report prepared for Pathology Awareness Australia on improving the use of health resources quantifies the costs of presenteeism in Australia at approximately $34 billion per year. Imagine the impact that has on your business. And for those of you who don't know the term presenteeism, that means it's when people turn up physically to work, but they've either mentally checked out or they're not physically capable of doing the job. And presenteeism is often a consequence of individual lifestyle factors, but also negative workplace conditions such as stress, anxiety, and poor employee engagement. It really shouldn't be a surprise that people want to feel connected to those they work with, and yet often it is. And one of the reasons that people are less engaged at work is because there's a lack of connection in the workplace. Connection can be as simple as saying good morning, asking how your colleague's weekend was, and asking how they are. Maybe stop saying, how are you, but instead ask, what are you working on? What are you reading right now? Did you watch anything on Netflix last night? What podcast are you listening to? What can I help you with? Or how can I help you? It sounds really simple because it is. But, you know, I used to work for a CEO who scurried into the office every morning, head down, avoiding all eye contact. Despite my best efforts to say hello, he just ignored me and everyone else. And that made us all feel so unvalued and unappreciated. And our work definitely reflected this. Well, my work certainly did. It was a horrible place to work because I just felt really underappreciated and very disconnected. And the way you connect with your team and your greater workforce plays a massive role in increasing your potential for engagement, productivity and growth. So start listening to your people and observe who they are and what they do. Open plan offices are great for this. Offices with doors, not so great. Observe the surroundings and ask your staff and ask your workforce questions about them. Who's in the photo on their desk? What does the quote on the wall mean to them? What are the trinkets that they have? I was in an office for a client recently and one of her staff had about 30 Star Wars figurines on his desk. So it was pretty obvious what he was into. Somebody else had a whole bunch of photos of their cats pretty obvious what this person was into as well. So, you know, ask questions to do with that. We also know that people, and people are your workforce, your members, your customers, your volunteers, your investors, they're more eager to do things for you if they feel a positive connection to you and to your organisation. And another great way to help people feel that connection is to share personal stories and anecdotes. Let me know how you spend your personal time. You know, if people feel that connection, then they'll work harder for you. 
if you've had a great weekend because your kid won the netball grand final, then tell people because chances are that someone else in your workforce has a kid that plays netball as well, or if not netball, some other sport, and that's a connection that bonds you together. Research by EY reminds us that when people feel like they belong at work and they have a sense of connection to their colleagues, their managers in the organisation, they're more productive, more engaged, more motivated, and 3.5 times more likely to contribute to their fullest potential. That's massive. And it can be as simple as asking somebody what they've been up to on the weekend and sharing stories about what you've been doing. Now, there's a few other things that are stopping us from being connected. And the biggest one from everybody I've asked and from my experience, the biggest reason we are less connected is because of technology and specifically because of our smartphones. There's this thing called nomophobia. Nomophobia is the fear of not knowing where our phones are. (laughs) I love that. And it's not just our phones, but it's other technology. It's things like moving away from where we grew up and not having those strong relationships with people who knew us when we were children. And in the workplace, it's also an over-reliance on email and messaging apps rather than talking on the phone or talking face-to-face. One of my favorite stories is when John F. Kennedy went to NASA in the 60s. He was there on a tour to check out the space mission and he bumped into one of the janitors and he said to this janitor, what do you do around here? And the janitor said to him, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Now, I ask a lot of people what their purpose is at work. And every time I ask a group of people in their workplace, I get different answers. So what I want to know is, do your people know their purpose? And how can you help them know their purpose at work? Because when you're all working towards that same shared purpose, there's this great sense of connection because you're all wanting to achieve the same goals. It's really a big thing that's stopping us from being connected to work. So do a little experiment. Ask 10 people in your workplace what their purpose is at work, and I reckon you'll get 10 different answers. And a lot of those answers will probably be related to specific tasks that they need to do as a part of their job. So how can you help them get a better sense of purpose? Well, you can tell them what your purpose is. You can make suggestions. You know, you can have a conversation about what your shared goals are and you can share those on your intranet. You can share them at staff meetings. You can share them at team meetings. You can talk about it on your website. You can print out a one-page strategic plan that sits on a page that's in simple language that at the top says, this is why we are here, this is what we do, what we do. When you onboard new people, you can let them know what your overarching purpose is. So quite a few of my clients are member-based organisations. Their main purpose is to serve their members. So if everybody in the organisation knows that their main purpose is to serve their members how do you think that would make the members feel and how do you make think that would make the people in the workplace feel? It's just something to try. If you do, I'd love to know what responses you get and what you start doing about it so that people have a clearer understanding of what their purpose is. There's three main qualities that I think connectable leaders have. They show empathy, they're kind and they're authentic. Overall, they show their human side. They bring their human to work. 
because people do business with people and that doesn't matter whether you're in the workplace or you're an external person doing business with an organisation. How do you show your human side so that people can get a better understanding of who you are as a leader, what your values are, how you live your values, but as an organisation, how do you show your human side? absolutely love an example that ASOS, ASOS are an online retailer. They put this on Twitter a little while ago. They misprinted, I think, 10,000 or 20,000 plastic bags. And they put a photo of the bag on Twitter with the misprint and said, we're calling it a limited edition. So rather than scrapping it, they owned up to their mistake, sent the bag out, called it a limited edition. Now, can you just imagine the impact that would have had on sales? They would have sold out of those bags or they would have sold enough product to use those bags so much more quickly than otherwise which is a great example of being authentic and of also being transparent and accountable to a mistake. Another way that you can demonstrate your authenticity as a leader is to use video. People get a great understanding of who you are when they can see you and they can hear you. And the problem with a lot of organisations today is that they're dispersed around the country or the state or even the city, and leaders don't get a chance to have face-to-face conversations with all of their people. So if you use video, then that will give people a much clearer understanding of who you are and what you stand for, particularly when compared to reading an all-of-staff email or just, you know, seeing a photo. One of my clients has started doing selfie videos for his staff when he goes to different offices. And another client of mine has just recorded a couple of videos that she's sending out to all new staff as a part of the onboarding process before their first day, saying, hey, thanks so much for coming to work with us. We're really looking forward to meeting you. I'm the CEO and this is what we do around here. This is what we stand for. These are our values and this is our purpose and I'm really looking forward to meeting you. So how can you be kind and how can you show empathy? Well, being kind can sometimes be as simple as giving your receptionist or a colleague a cup of tea. Years and years ago, in my very first job, I'll never forget the CEO popped a cup of coffee on my desk when I was on the reception desk and I said to him, oh, (laughs) aren't I supposed to do that for you? Thinking, is this a sign? Is this a bit of a um, passive aggressive way of saying that I haven't made you enough cups of coffee? And he said, no, no, you're flat out and you know, you're the first person people see and we want somebody at this desk the whole day. So I'm guessing you don't have much time to go and get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. So here's one for you. And it was one of the kindest gestures that anybody has ever made for me in the workplace because it was so unexpected. So what are little things that you can do that are just small kindnesses for your workforce and for your staff and for your teams? And it could be getting a coffee. It could be asking them how they are and genuinely sitting and listening to them. It can be giving them the flexibility to go to a doctor's appointment during the day, or it can be giving them a half a day off if you know that their kid is playing in some athletics carnival at school or is in a play or has some activity that they want to attend. And it's just genuinely showing them that you care and being there for the small moments as well as for the big ones. A couple of other things you can do to create connection is stop relying on email. Please stop that reliance on email. I read somewhere recently that the average person who works in an office gets 200 emails a day and that number's expected to rise. 
That's insane. So what is it that you can do to prevent that reliance on email? Could you instigate an email free Friday policy where no internal emails can be sent? And if you need to reach people, then you either walk around and talk to them or you pick up the phone. And some other things you can do, be accountable for your mistakes. Show some vulnerability. Smile and, you know, show some gratitude when people do things. And finally, celebrate the wins. Celebrate shared goals that have been achieved and celebrate milestones, as well as celebrating really small successes. Film director Quentin Tarantino celebrates the small. In Whenever he's on a shoot, he'll celebrate the small things because he says, we do this job every day. We should make sure we enjoy it and we should make sure we have fun. And I love that because if you're not having fun at work, then seriously, what's the point? We spend a lot of time in our office or in our workplace, like roughly a third of our lives are spent at work. So what is it that you can do to make it more fun? And when you have fun together, you're connected. So I'd love to know what are you going to do to connect with your team and your workforce this week? I'd really love to know. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag ThisConnectedLife and tagging me at Mel Kettle. Or you can email me, mel at melkettle.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye. Thank you.